0: About the flies and, and wasps do. that you murder. Pardon? You murder on live television. If <laughs> you ever worn your white gloves in any other situation, <laughs> i am not going to answer that. So that means yes.
1: You wanna you won't want to see these legs shows.
0: Hello and welcome to World Snookers Fortnightly Podcast Table Talk. I'm Kieran Paul, and I will be joined by players and referees to simply learn more about them. So who are our guests for this episode? Only the men with the white gloves, Jan Verhaas and Brendan Moore, here at the UK Championship in York. And once again, we are in Hazel Irvine's dressing room before she arrives later this week. So first of all, Chats, what's your routine before a final?
1: I don't really have one. I mean, 30 minutes before the start of any match, whether it's a final or a first round game anywhere, you go out, set the table up, check all the equipment, go find your players... Basically say hello, tell them why, what table you're on. See if, if it's a first round game, it's a final, you should know by then. And then just go and sit down, and have a coffee and chill out till five minutes before. Have you ever
0: had it where you, like, you've lost a player? So you know, you, you say you go and find the players. Have you ever had it where you you just don't
1: know where they are? Um, it happens every now and then, at, uh, mainly at qualifying events, especially if in a big venue. But it has been known where players, uh, I don't know whether they've gone for a, a smoke on a bit too long or... We just can't find them and they're just not back in time. Do you watch snooker when
0: you're not referee?
2: Well, my wife likes to watch snooker. So, like, you know, indirectly, it's on the telly. So, I do watch a little bit. The Masters is coming up in January and uh, this is an event that I'm always at. And and this is one of the first Masters that I'm not going to be on site at Ali Pali. So, I probably will put the telly on for that because Mm. I probably will miss it.
0: And did your wife get into snooker because of you, or did she? Did she no, she was
2: already? already a snooker fan. We yeah. just met at an event. and Oh, uh, wow. And that it, yeah. So
0: at a snooker event? Yes. Oh, yes. lovely. What is the worst job you've both done, Brandon, before being a snooker referee? What is the worst job?
1: No, I liked all my jobs. I mean, I've either worked in a bar, ran a bar, lived in Portugal and worked in a bar back in 1992. I was 20. Went out there with a mate of mine for a week's holiday. Didn't come back for a year. Just stayed there, got a job in a bar, For my mum and said, I'm not coming back. How did she just, take that? No, she was all right. She was all right. But I just stayed out there for a year and had a great time. Absolute yeah. great time. Um, being a postman just for a Christmas period. That would probably go down as one that wasn't great because it was winter.
0: Surely like that's the busiest time for a postman as well, Christmas, yeah. isn't
1: it? Yeah, but it was just, a, like I said, just a Christmas temp. But did you wear shorts? Um, no. You will not want to see these legs in shorts.
0: Isn't that the best? Surely you're both (laughs) going to have to wear shorts.
1: Maybe in the the summer, not in the winter. But no, I've not had a bad job. Worked in a video shop from school. Like I said, ran bars, worked in bars, bus driver,
2: snooker referee. I haven't had that many jobs, really. Um, My first, which probably was the worst job then, uh, when I was a kid, um, I did paper rounds in the morning. So uh, six days a week, you know, five o'clock, get up out of bed and... Whatever, weather it was the papers had to be delivered, but it was my, you know, it was like forty guilders a week, and um, it was your first money in your pocket, you know, and do do things that you could do. So um, after that, I did school and then went straight as a worked as a process operator at Shell Chemicals, which was not a bad job, and then uh, moved into snooker refereeing. So uh, if if I have to choose, then probably the paper round was the worst <laughs> job I've ever done.
0: What made you go into snooker refereeing? From those, because yeah, from those two into into yeah. Snooker. Well, it
2: was a hobby, really. I mean, uh, you know, I played snooker with uh, one of my friends uh, for a laugh, and, uh, a beer, a pack of crisps, and uh, you know, we just played snooker. And then uh, one of my good friends opened a snooker club, and uh, he wanted to run tournaments, so he asked me, "Could I run them for him?" And obviously, you get loads of questions about rules from players, mm. and I, I thought, you know, it was my duty to be able to answer them, so I did a refereeing course. And then, as a hobby, I picked up refereeing in the Netherlands, and I just liked it, and just grew into it from there.
0: And was snooker big
2: then? Um, okay. Yeah, it was. It was quite booming, really. Um, early nineties, um, it was. It was very popular sport. It died down a little bit, uh, maybe after ten years or something. You know, everybody started playing pool then.
0: And Brendan, please tell us a story about how the the, the lady on the bus. Please tell us a story.
2: <laughs> My wife,
1: yeah, I was a bus driver. Uh, I'd have been bus driving for, I don't know, two, three months at that point. and And um, she happened to get on the bus one day, sort of see a spark. Both did, but nothing was said. I've got to the terminus, turn around, come back. She's there waiting again and basically asked me out for a coffee. And that was it. Look back, never look back. I've always been one for fate and stuff like that. I always believe in fate. And um, we actually got engaged 14 days after we met and married a year to the day after from that. And that was 24 years ago now. 25 years ago, we just celebrated the 24th anniversary. So, love at first sight work sometimes.
0: And did she buy a ticket the first time? I hope she did.
1: She did the first time, Good. but after that, well, oh. she still owes me for that. I hope you, uh, hope you, hope you charge <laughs> I think it, it was just for three bus rides for a year. I don't know what she, was, well, she did it. we're not going to comment on that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: 24 years of free bus. <laughs> um, um, now, we've also heard that you're your mate of the Premier League footballer. Is this true? Yes. Which, which footballer?
1: Um, Billy Sharp. I know Billy Sharp. Of Sheffield United, of Shef- but you yeah. are not that parish, are you? No, I'm the Sheffield Wednesday. I'm the blue and white side. Surely that's not allowed. Well, many people say not. There's quite a few pictures that goes round of me and him. And uh, if there's three in the picture, it's always the piggy in the middle, as it's known in Sheffield. Um, so, yeah, we've known each other for a few years. We met at the Crucible. Ivan Ursovic introduced us at the Crucible a few years ago because he's a big snooker fan. And we've just been mates. played snooker at his house a few times. Any good? I don't know about full size, but he's all right on his own <coughs> table.
0: <laughs> this table.
1: it's a three quarter table yeah but well, we're going to but play it's...
0: on my quarter table later so yeah no it's a bit bigger than that yeah and you're a big final fan yes now be honest right you need to be really yeah. honest on this one do you ever shout at the referees
2: oh absolutely yeah. every match yeah yeah
1: every match
0: surely you're all in a club together surely <laughs> yeah well you know we uh... probably
1: get shouted at so <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I think you'd be worried if the snooker fans started singing the referees or
1: something, wouldn't you? Really, I think. So well, I don't know. They're not showing tweeting it, so
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you do get some abuse on, on social media nowadays, or when you referee the the shootout, yeah, uh, because that's a bit like a footballing crowd. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, like we're a gentleman sport, aren't we? Yeah, uh, and football it, it's isn't just well. No, you're just uh, you're allowed to shout at a the referee, there. Yeah,
0: well, are you?
2: Of course, you are. <laughs> what do you
0: think of VAR? The um, biggest biggest issue in well,
2: football right now. If it's for goal
1: line technology, I'm all for it. But the way they're using it at the moment, I think it's an absolute shambles. I mean, you weren't going to
0: say shambles, there were
1: you? No, I was no a lot stronger. But we'll go with shambles for now. No, shocking. That's yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know about Jan, but I, I def- like
2: it. I think it's good. Um, we've had it for a full season last season in the uh, Eredivisie, and it worked well. You yeah, you probably it's use just it. Getting prob- used to it, really. Yeah. You probably use it right. We don't. Well, I, I don't know I mean you, you'll always have these these one millimeters and these two millimeters but where do you where do you draw the line and I think you draw the line on, on where the line is really, it's a time it's more than
1: anything for me you see it I mean well, I quite like it before I mean like I said we're going going about the other lot but when they played Tottenham the other week they had a goal disallowed and the issue was I think it took four minutes nobody in the ground knowing what's happening they've celebrated then they don't they did it against man United this week they celebrate then they check it then I just I'm I'm not for it. What, do you, what sport
0: it. do you think uses it best? Because obviously snooker uses it well. Tennis uses it fantastically. Cricket uses yeah. it well as well. Rugby's always used
2: it well.
1: Um, I would say tennis out of the ones tennis, that I watch. Tennis, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I think so. I mean, like, but you never know how how accurate it is. But um, obviously, there's never any discussions there with tennis. Mm. Um, I just always feel sorry for that linesman. You know what I mean? I mean, he calls it out, and it's it's supposed to be in and. He gets the the boos and the, and the oohs and the ahs. And, but um, I think tennis is very accurate. With
0: snooky, you do still have it on the screens, don't you? Um, so the crowd see the screens. But I guess the only thing you guys can do is maybe put the ball in slightly the wrong position. But that,
1: Yeah, well, we only use it for putting balls back yeah. after. I mean, not for actual decisions that we make. Yeah. The decisions and the calls that we make are the referees. Um, like I said, we only put it on the screen when we're actually replacing a ball if it's a questionable where you placed it.
0: What is the difference between an umpire and a referee? Do you know?
2: No idea. An yeah. umpire no. sits umpire. Down, doesn't he? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> well, a cricket, well a, cricket a cricket umpire. umpire yeah, yeah. 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 What does he do, a cricket umpire? Uh, Points his finger. Well, there's two of them. There's two of them
0: on the pitch, and they, they govern the whole game. Oh, wow. Okay. But, um, but yeah, that that tennis is umpires. Cricket is umpires. Any other sports? Bowls, maybe?
2: I don't know. I don't Bowls know. is umpire. What's what? Dart?
0: Is Dart's referee?
2: Yeah, darts is a referee, Fru, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know, I think it's just a delicate word for it, a bit more posh. But
0: if you get called, num- you don't mind being called, what happens if you get called an umpire?
2: I don't like it, I'm not an umpire.
0: There you go, see? It's not as delicate as you think. No, what else oh, yeah. have I been
1: called? Judge? Not a judge, don't like that either. You get called a judge? Yeah, the, the, some people call it a judge. Do you ever
0: feel guilty when you have to, the three miss rule? Do you ever feel guilty no. when you have to hand a frame over? N- not at all.
1: No, no.
2: Part no, and no. parcel of the yeah. rules. No, yeah. simple. And then no, that's it. We're we're not here to feel sorry for somebody or to feel guilty or whatever. We're here to to edit the rule book. What about and, the flies and wasps
0: that you murder? Pardon? <laughs> murder on
1: live television. You swat. <laughs> I have seen. Oh, well, well, yeah, there has I, been I have feel. seen you take life.
2: Yeah, on a no, table. absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, well.
1: I try and catch him but it's not always possible sometimes you've just got see you hilarious. do a karate yeah, job no just
2: get straight for the kill that <laughs> way yeah uh, there's uh, no mercy there
0: do you get like a sense of power then when
2: you oh do yeah it? absolutely yeah. I look at the mean first before I do it
0: <laughs> see, that. see, see that. the <laughs> life drain in his little eyes <laughs> always gets the crowd going
2: yeah. yeah but it
1: makes me laugh after he's caught it killed it he throws it on the floor and then stands on it but, but <laughs> the thing that people sure. don't
2: see is when i set the table up and it comes like with his first hello uh <laughs> i warn him and just say like listen yeah. the first the next three hours don't do it and if they then do it but people don't see that you see
0: it's because the light isn't it and that's the only reason they're there it's because the lights above the probably table. yeah um do you use your white gloves anywhere else have you ever worn your white gloves in any other situation? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going to answer that. So that means yes. <laughs> come on, Brendan, come on. No. <laughs> really? What people might not know as well, Jan, right? You scuba dive. You're a very keen scuba I used diver. To, yeah, yeah. Uh, tell us about that.
2: Well, not really scuba diving. It's like um, on, on the water dive. So scuba yeah. is like... Um, Bit more on the surface okay. I used to go like 26 metres deep it's 26 metres um, more than our goal. <laughs> but only um, I've never done cold waters only like coral waters and yeah. like tropical season and everything but it's just lovely it's just so relaxing and beautiful on the water it's completely different world out there
0: okay uh, so we're going to have a little break now and when we return we'll be seeing if one of our referees umpires judges whatever can uh, pop balls on a very small snooker table don't go away <laughs> Hi, I'm Barry Hawkins, and you're listening to World Snooker's Table Talk. Right, we are back uh, and ready to play a short game of pool on my childhood tabletop snooker table. It's three foot by one and a half. Uh, The balls are real. My cue's real. Now, Brendan Moore, you're being incredibly brave because you've actually elected to go with a coat hanger. Despite not being a professional snooker player, you really want to use a coat hanger.
1: I don't want to embarrass myself with a cue. If I get beat with a coat hanger, I've got a ready-made excuse. Good All idea. Always Good thinking.
0: thinking. Um now Jan, you're the official referee. Yes, and commentator. Yes. And commentator. So would you like to set the balls up? There's five yellows, yeah. five reds.
2: There you have it. Chalk your cube, random. Yeah,
1: I'll
2: short my cube. sides. There you go. Welcome in Hazel, Irvins, dressing room for the deciding frame. And he's playing safe. There we go. Don't forget to chalk your coat hanger. Brendan is playing yellows. Oh, beep, beep, beep. And there's a shot clock oh, as well. Hang on. <laughs> beep. Wait. Fresh I'm, air shot like in the golf, the golf, the golf. That is a shot.
0: Oops. Um, I don't like the way that the ref. My opponent was talking to the ref about things that I was doing there. Uh, surely, let the referee
2: do his job, Brendan. Surely.
1: Well, let me do mine and don't shove a mic in my face when I'm playing then. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, it's <laughs> getting uh, really <laughs> nasty here, by the way.
1: Hang on, you you can't
0: use your opponent's cue. Yeah, I can't. All right, Brennan's taking control. He's taken my cue.
2: He's played a double on the ball cushion into the middle pocket. Unbelievable. Wow. And potted the black. Well done. You've not shook his hand yet. I'm Did not you? going to either. Oh, Okay. <laughs>
0: Right, we're back after the game. We have shaken hands. We, we can confirm. Yes, we yes,
1: confirmed, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I didn't do very well. I'm very disappointed.
0: Uh, we had to go into separate rooms. You yeah, had to calm us down.
1: Yeah, I blame the court anger. As, as, as usual, always blame the tools.
0: Uh, first of all, we're going to do something um, about the strangest place you've been recognised, okay? And we're doing this because Sean Murphy, in the first episode, told us that he's often mistaken for a hotel employee um, <laughs> when he's in his like, suit and bow tie, when he's in a hotel um In the lift, so like someone would say, "Oh, can I go on floor four, please?" So, where is the strangest place you've both been recognised?
1: Just after the 2014 World Final in my local supermarket. um In a supermarket with my wife shopping, and some woman came up and said, "Oh, my husband's a big snooker fan, a fan of yours. Can you?" And it was a shopping list she asked me to sign.
0: I hope you didn't write over milk because then she would have. Oh, no, she... she
1: doesn't know what's on the shopping list anymore because no, it no. just says "best wishes."
2: Yeah, amber yeah, Behars. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what about you, yeah
2: strange place I've been recognized I, I can tell you a strange story it was after Stephen Andrew retired and it was his first year as a commentator and we were at Ali Pali outside I was having a cigarette and um, Stephen came outside just to walk back to his uh, hotel I think and uh, we had a chat there for a couple of minutes and a group of lads came around and they were asking me for photographs and uh, asking me for uh, to sign their programs and everything and they didn't recognize Stephen but they recognized me <laughs> <laughs> and they were, and they actually asked Stephen to take the photographs. <laughs> so after that, when the when when the lads had disappeared, it's, we just looked at each other, and Stephen just went, "Well, that was just bizarre what happened there." But uh, yeah, that was uh, his life as an ex snooker player.
0: Well, uh, we want to hear from you, so through the hashtag Snooker Table Talk. Uh, We want to know the strangest place you've ever seen a snooker player. So do get tweeting those. uh, Tweet World Snooker with the hashtag Snooker Table Talk. The strangest place you've ever seen a snooker player. Um, And now we're going to do some quick fire questions and then we're going to talk about tweets. So whose safety game do you most admire? Johnny Higgins. Mark Selby. Whose potting game do you most admire? Ronnie O'Sullivan. Ronnie O'Sullivan. If you could referee another sport, what would it be? Darts. Football. And what would you get each other for Christmas? Hamper. (laughs) Of
2: fruit.
1: I've got no idea now. That one's caught me off guard.
2: A rule book. That's
1: cutting. Well, no, yeah. no. If you, I can quickly explain if I'm allowed. We've just spent three years doing a rewrite, so we want to get in rule books because we're going to start another sports now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Combine dance and snooker. Yeah. Um, okay, and finally, you are hosting a dinner party. Uh, you can invite one snooker referee, someone from another sport, a musician, and an animal.
2: I'll invite Brendan as the ref. And as the animal, (laughs) 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 Uh, musician Elvis Presley. Well, can it be dead or alive? Or yeah, Elvis Presley. Someone from another sport. God, that's a difficult one, and it's quick fire. So okay, I'll say uh, Robin van Persie.
1: Right, ref, go on. I'll repay the kindness and say Jan. Animal, Lassie, musician Kylie.
2: Like why not Kylie <laughs> oh yeah I was thinking actually Flipper would be funny <laughs> wouldn't <laughs> it well, how, the, how would he sit down as the animal or the singer yeah no,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other one person, yeah, sports person wasn't it? it yeah oh, someone um, from
0: another sport
1: Daley
2: Thompson
0: okay and would you go to each other's dinner party if the guests were if Kylie so? is there <laughs> yeah um, what's your favourite Kylie song yeah.
2: uh, she did a song with uh, Nick Cave yeah I love that song but I can't remember the title I should be so lucky just because it's the first famous one. Oh. I'll go with that one.
0: She could have got on that bus and it could have, you know. Yeah, it could have
1: been all so different.
0: Um, okay, so now we're going to um, do the tweets that uh, people have sent in through the hashtag Snooker Table Talk. So the first one uh, we're going to do from Neil Till, um, and he's at Neil Till, and he says, can you remember the first time you refereed a match on television? Who was playing and what tournament? So go to you, Jan, first.
2: It um, was the Grand Prix in uh, Guildhall in Preston. I think it was 1993. Well, it was 1993 because um, over the road they had the, um, the murder case for Damien Bulger. It was like quite a sad week then. Yeah. And the players were Tony Drago and Steve Davis. And I was absolutely crapping myself. It was my first match on TV and uh, I was just so nervous. Did it go okay? Yeah, it went okay. Yeah. Um, mine was,
1: I think, if I remember rightly, Mark Selby against Matthew Stevens when we were up in Aberdeen.
0: Um, and this is from Kevin Hughes on Twitter. And he says, why do some referees uh, feel the need to thank players for handing them the rest to put away. I've always noticed this actually, because if anything, surely the players should be thanking the referee.
1: It's just manners, just etiquette, just, yeah, automatic. just the etiquette. Yeah. automatic.
0: Do the players thank you?
1: Some do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one, one, oh, I'll mention him, Mark Allen, all the time. Yeah. He's always pleasing, thank you, everything.
0: And now Ted Gibbons uh, tweeted in and he said, What has been your most difficult call or moment in a game?
2: I saw that tweet passing by um, yesterday, and I, I don't really know. You know, there's um, it's, it's, you're obviously you're, you're most under pressure. I think with the foul and the miss rule, and uh, especially like when I started refing the foul and the miss rule was only just introduced then, so um, there were there were still a lot of anomalies and a lot of uncertainties amongst players and refs also. So I would say like foul and the miss is always the one that is open for interpretation. So it's always difficult. They're not always difficult, but, but some of them can be difficult to call.
0: Do you wish that uh, the laws, or is it rules of snooker? Rules. It's yeah. laws of rugby and football. Do you wish interpretation wasn't a thing? Because obviously, part of the reason why football has issues is because it's open to interpretation.
2: Well, yeah. Um, I mean, we've, like Brent said before, we, we, we spent uh, three and a half years rewriting the rule book. And uh, what we tried to do was take interpretation out of it the most we could. Um, but but there's always there's always some rules that will always have that interpretation and um, you know there's always some rules that you can't adequately cover so you know it's up to the ref then whether he sees it as fair play or not fair play and he deals with it then so it's impossible to to get um, all the interpretations out of it but uh, we we did our best mm-hmm.
0: okay and uh, Rob Miller uh, Rob T H Miller tweeted in saying do you get as much of a buzz officiating a on one four seven as the players do making one.
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah, especially in a um, a big arena like this one in York. Yesterday, I did the one with Barry Hawkins. Yesterday, I've done one at the Masters and the, the big arena. Yeah, it gives you a massive buzz.
0: And are you are you willing them to do it? Absolutely. You really want them yeah. to do it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Jan, yeah, And you've asked for this one to go to you. So where to res? So this is from Fakir Hussein, and it's where to respot the black color if no other spot is vacant.
2: No other spot is vacant. You you would just put it as close to its own spot as possible, measured from the black cushion. So from the cushion nearest to the, the black spot um, on the center line. So in line with um, the pink spot, the blue spot, and the brown spot. So it'll be as close as possible to its own spot.
0: And I, and now you've both asked me to do this question. Um, and this comes from Dean, and he's at Dean five double one six, And he asks, who's the better ref?
2: I am.
1: No, he's not. <laughs> I, I'll, answer, I'll answer my only stance on this, right? I think Jan is the all-time best ref. I've always said that, but I'm the best ref at the minute. Do you care to retort?
2: No, that's,
0: no that'll do me. It's open to interpretation, isn't it? That's the issue. Absolutely. The issue with this Absolutely. And now finally, can you tell our listeners to rate and review the podcast and tell a friend okay so can you do it with your best refereeing voice Lovely.
1: ladies and gentlemen can you please rate oh, sorry, and review you, sorry,
0: uh, no you're ruining it no right <laughs> i'm in charge okay like, you're you're in charge, sorry, you're, yeah, in yeah, charge you're in you're charge of snooker tables well, i'm in charge of the podcast okay and i'm not going to say that again all right yep. i'm not going to say that again
1: you need to say it once okay. i've been told all right go ladies and gentlemen can you please rate and review and tell a friend about this podcast
2: I don't think it's possible to be better than that is it Jan ladies and gentlemen please rate review and what else <laughs> no it's not possible <laughs> tell your mate oh yeah tell your mate
0: Jan Verhas Brendan Moore thank you very much very well legend. <laughs>